It's time to grab the bull by the horns. Oh, yes. Fear and bullshit. It's uh, Thursday morning, probably, for most of people. This is the podcast called Beer and Bullshit. I am your host, Ben Johnson, and with me is my co-host, Chris Pellerin. Good evening. Good morning. Hello, Chris. Good evening and good afternoon. Skipped afternoon. I figure no one listens in the afternoon. No? I think it's morning or night or nothing. What about people that finished lunch while they were working from home and decided to sort of mail in the rest of the afternoon? Uh, yeah, okay. Good. Hello to them, too. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time ever, thank you for checking us out. This is the podcast where we drink beer, talk about beer, have beer people on the show, but largely just bullshit. And if you hear smacking sounds, that's because we are outside getting eaten alive by fucking mosquitoes right now. Did you know that mosquitoes are the deadliest creature on the planet? I did know that, actually. That's a lie. What? Is it? They Humans kill way more people. Oh, Sure. Yeah, that's not that's not verified. So you've got nothing to add other than lies and misinformation. Mosquito bites are itchy. That's a fact. They also cure disease. The ones in my backyard, especially. Anyway, uh, we 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 don't have a guest tonight. So if you're big into the guests, goodbye. You're going to turn this off right now. Uh, we had a guest lined up. I'm not going to spoil it because this guest might sit in as my co-host next I'm week when you're unavailable. I'm going to replace you. When you head to the East Coast, I'm going to replace you with a mystery human. What would be... And and we have a guest. Mystery human co-host and a guest. Damn. Show's really going to step up in my absence. So good. No mosquito talk at all. Now, as a replacement, what would be a good analogy for replacing me? Um, You know when, like, the spring mix in your kitchen gets like just rotten because you didn't even touch it and you just buy another spring mix that's basically what i'm doing okay <laughs> seeing more like a pop culture one people might know i was thinking of oh. when they replaced the who was it when they replaced becky on roseanne and no one noticed people noticed she's very different and becky the actor came the actress came back so will i <laughs> yeah i hope so it's a perfect <laughs> a perfect analogy um yeah the other becky went on to be on scrubs good show Funny show. Shout out to Zach Braff. He's a listener. I get an email from him pretty often. ZB? Yeah, ZB. Oh, how's your week been? I saw you yesterday. We suffered a devastating loss at Slow Pitch. We don't socialize much on the on the field. We're very, very serious. Very serious. Take a 10-0 lead into the second inning and lose 16-12. It, it, was, it a was rough. Classic. Classic long balls we, come from a head defeat. Yeah, we've shot ourselves in the foot pretty hard um but yeah otherwise you've been well you're gearing up for a trip to the east coast yeah it's uh she's been a grind you know i'm gonna be gone for two and a half weeks and i left all of my work over the last nine weeks until this week smart and i also have my niece staying with me and also my sister-in-law and they have the same name which is totally crazy but that seems like it'd make things easier. You don't have to learn any second or third names in your house. Or I guess, what, fifth or sixth names in your house? Yeah, it's a busy house right now. That's I'm crazy. choosing to work in the office. I get it. I get it. Well, I'm very sore and feeling old because I uh, I have somehow gotten myself a personal trainer. 
Okay. <laughs> the, there's a delicious and fantastic Brazilian bakery near my house. And I will often go by there on the way home from dropping my son up at daycare. And they have these things called, they just call them bread bombs. It's just like a delicious small loaf of bread packed full of bacon and cream cheese or ham and cheese. And uh, they're so fucking good. But right next to this bakery that I go to, to clog my arteries every day is a gym. And there's almost no one ever in there. So I just walked in one day to be like, what, what the fuck is this gym? And it is a personal training only gym. So the people in there are having one-on-one sessions. You can't just roll in and work out. And so I was like, well, I kind of like the sound of that and started talking to the guy. Maybe I'm a massive sucker, but I'm like, sign me up. So I paid for a month of personal training and now I'm huh. getting my butt kicked uh, twice a week. Yeah. I, I didn't know you were going to start with the buns there. I thought you were talking about some beautiful Brazilian trainer. I'm like, uh, oh, I see why you're no, 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 delicious bakery. So how does the training work? Is it like unlimited for the month? No, it's twice a week. You pay per session. And so I'm going eight times total and. But I will I will have some homework, as as maybe other people can relate to. I bought a bunch of exercise equipment during the pandemic, so I've got all the shit. But it's mostly used to hang fucking laundry on. So I'm like, I have a fucking Peloton and a rowing machine. And I'm like, I could probably just work out. But I feel like having a personal trainer gives me a little bit of uh, accountability. And also, like, when I start working out again, like I find a program and just start throwing large amounts of weight around. I'm like, I'm not made for that. And they're like, yeah, your shoulders are fucked. You should get mobility set first and then exercise. Oh, classic personal trainer line. I hurt my knee and had a personal trainer for a little bit. I'm like, all right, what are we doing, man? Are we going to lift some heavy weights, do some curls, get the biceps jacked? This is what your trainer said? No, this is what I said to him. And he said, no, you're going to lie near the trainer's office and uh, loosen up those hammies. And that was my first two sessions. Just lying up, down? Lying down with my leg extended up in the air. Upper thigh massages? Because this could be different than what I'm doing. Um, there was some of that, but you got taken for a ride. They saw you coming a mile away. But it is all about mobility. That's where my knee issues stem from. I'm a I'm a brittle, brittle old man now. I should be stretching twice a day and I stretch zero times a day. This is riveting podcasting, though. Two old guys complaining about their mobility. And so their... what hurts most? My hips and my shoulders are the worst, if you ask me. Um, what are you drinking? Let's let's circle back to beer immediately. Well, I was up in Barrie a couple of weeks ago and beautiful area. Went to the old brew pub at Barnstormer Brewing Company. Uh, those who are le- regular listeners would know that Ben laments we don't have a true brew pub in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was quite nice there. And Although, not to interrupt you, uh, I think Anderson's getting a kitchen. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll have Gavin back on and see what's going on there. Go ahead. Uh, and I'm drinking their Flight Delay IPA. And uh, and I brought one for you as well, I've, one of their I've other beers. I see you've got the Czech checklist pilsner for me and i am sure it's going to be delightful um never been to barnstormer and actually they haven't been on my radar a lot lately and uh you're going to roll your eyes already but i was pretty surprised to see that i I believe her name is barnstormer betty is still on the can of uh, a flight delay ipa there was a a moment of uh i wouldn't say craft beers me too moment because this predates when actually we started talking about sexual harassment but kind of had a you know a moment where we talked about sexism and labeling and uh barnstormer was a 
kind of an offender there. I mean, they've got this, I know that their their vibe is that it's a it's a nod to the classic pinups, but still pretty objectively a, an unnecessarily sexy woman's silhouette on a beer can, which is, you know, like, uh, I think we're better than that at this point. I don't know if she's unnecessarily sexy. Just the right amount of sexy for you, Chris? Well, I mean, it's, it's necessary if you're going to put her on here, but to me, with their aircraft history, it's a nod to World War II is their defense graphics yeah. on airplanes. I hear it. In fact, Barnstormer Betty was uh, made famous. She was uh, on the Enola Gay, which dropped. Uh... You're literally reading the can, right? Is that what no, I just made that up. It's not true at all. She's not on the Enola. No, she wasn't. <laughs> Fuck. That would not be a great thing to also like. We love. Let's celebrate one of the <laughs> those good old boys who dropped that bomb. Uh, anyway, uh, Barnstormer Betty's still here. In case you also weren't aware, she's still here, saluting with her ridiculously tight pants. And uh, I don't think that's a that's a a great outfit for flying a plane. I don't I don't buy for a second that she's flying a plane in that crop top she's there for when the boys come home ben wow oh, you're just come leaning on. into this come on okay chris has justified her <laughs> as uh literally just an object for the boys when they come home you heard it here on the podcast yeah, my brother sent me like a, a really sexist joke from you- mcdonald on uh, saturday night live earlier today so i'm in that mood right now terrific uh, speaking of uh sexist beer cans maybe maybe related i uh i poked some fun at the old folks at nickelbrook the other day because i noticed uh naughty neighbors about to have its fifth rebrand it's a shockingly large amount of rebrands for what historically has been a beer that i enjoyed frankly uh the first iteration uh when it was in long neck bottles was uh you know, actually kind of feels harmless looking back on it now, but it always seems super cheesy. It was it's just like uh an attractive face with lipstick shushing with I think an American flag uh top hat. I love those bottles. I I honestly would drink one right now. And then it pivoted. I'm trying to remember the 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 order of this. When they switched to tall cans, it was like a silhouette. But I I, I don't think you could see the nipple, but there was a silhouette. And we took a lot of shit for that one. Uh, maybe some of it started by me. I don't know. But I think people have always had it on their radar. But I did write an article circa, I don't know, I want to say 2015 about sexist beer marketing and kind of reached out to all the companies that I saw as the worst offenders. And no one really gave a good response. And so everyone was, you know, they lit uh, their torches as I intended. <laughs> I think you missed one where that was that was sexier. Was there a sexier one? Yeah, before the... the silhouette one. Okay. And the original. Um, that was your favorite as a guy who likes a nice slam piece on the side of a can, as you said. Well, I don't like to drink anything if I don't want to have sex with it. <laughs> you want like a best case scenario was a can that doubles as a fleshlight when you're done with it. That's a like, pretty a silicone pretty top, clever idea. A silicone topper. Someone's going to do that. Someone's already done that. Let's be honest. Okay. I have, I have uh, all iterations of the, of the can here. I'm just going to review uh okay we had the shushing uh redhead with a stars and stripes hat no 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 you're right and then it was the uh i guess it was supposed to be a nod to burlesque i feel like there was a there was an explanation around that and then very briefly they partnered with um roller derby in toronto and put a roller derby lady on the can let me guess her shorts are too short i think it's a real person which is probably 
the line for when it's objectification versus uh, celebration. I think if you have a real person who's okay with the depiction, that's okay. If you're just like, let's put a sexy looking woman on here. That's not a real person. That's uh, problematic. For anyway, all the this, women listening, this was mansplaining what sexualization of women I'm is. I'm explaining it to you. I think this is a uh, douche explaining more like. <laughs> okay, but the the uh, the roller the roller derby lady. I don't think she was around very long. And then and Nickel Brook did a pretty much a massive brand overhaul, uh, where they tried to look like collective arts. Oh, did I say that? Uh, no, they did. I feel like they borrowed some stuff when they started looking, when they did the arts and science and they put the, what do you call that? A molecule? What is this? They've always had that molecule. Okay, but they leaned into this and this became the new brand. The molecule is the science of beer. That was their original thing. I know. They had it on every can. That's their original logo. And then now, so now there are three different options for Naughty Neighbor, all clearly done by the same artist, all in in the same theme. We've got... uh, I would say like sort of a retro comic book people with horns vibe. Clearly uh, the devil and the neighbor is down in hell. Well, it's just a naughty neighbor. She's devilish. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's not sexy at all. I barely would fuck this can, I would say. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. And the middle one, people say B. Anyway, that's a lot of uh, rebrands. I think maybe only side launch. Uh, that passes them in terms of how many times they've reworked their brand at. There, Remind me, what was the relationship with Nickelbrook and Collective Arts? Was Nickelbrook initially contract brewing all of their beer? Was they it, shared a brewmaster. Ryan Morrow brewed beer for both of them. So they were kind of like a sister organization, and the same guy was making their beer. And then they had to make a call, and Ryan Morrow went to Collective Folks. I don't know who's brewing beer at Nickelbrook, but I'm guessing it's uh, the Roller Derby later. I think that's they took her off the can because it was a conflict of interest because she was making the beer. No, I don't know. Um, I feel like we got into this in an episode. I think we did. Yeah, we had Ryan Morrow on the show like way back when, maybe before you were even showing up regularly. Go back and listen to that show. We're not going to reiterate. Fuck off. You should know this. We we we've been over this, people. I'm saying fuck off to our listeners. That's it's a great way to keep people endeared to us, right? Well, if you go back through the back catalog, make sure you listen to all of the episodes in order. That way, you'll forget about the stuff that we forgot we already right. talked about. Listen to the Ryan Morrow episode. It was a good one. And he explains the relationship between Nickelbrook. You know, we should have asked Poke. He, he was here. Drunk Poker was here a few weeks ago and he fucking talked about Hamilton Brewing. I bought a headstock today. So I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not just shitting on Nickelbrook. They make great beer. Headstock's fucking great. I used to drink a lot of it. Drunk Poker reminded me great beer. I've got one in the fridge. When I finish this Negroni, I guess I have to drink the Pilsner you brought me because I said I would. And then I'll drink the headstock. But didn't we change the show name to Negroni and bullshit? You were drinking a Negroni last week. I fucking love Negronis. I don't, I don't care what the name of the show is. Uh, anyway, shout out to Nickelbrook. Good luck with the fifth iteration. If you haven't voted, you can cast your vote on their Instagram. I'm going for bring back the tall, the long neck bottles with the porn DVD shushing lady. I think that would kill right now. Imagine you saw that right now, a six-pack of tall of, of long neck cans with that vintage label. I'd buy it right away. You buy many bottles? Uh, well, you can't. Who has bottles? I do have Miller High Life in bottles in my garage because I like to drink uh, the odd spaghetti. Are you familiar with the spaghetti? Uh, I am. It's a short form for spaghetti. Yes, definitely. Also a Tim and Eric's uh, punchline from a sketch. But it's also like a weird 
hipster take on a spritz where you drink basically you drink the neck out of a Miller High Life. You dump in a shot of Aperol and then you put a lemon wedge in it and it's like a little sketchy little spritz in your hand. Is it delightful? It's so nice. Mm. It's kind of an orangey red beery spritz. It's very nice. So uh, I bought 12 of Miller High Life and I had a, quite a few spaghettis this past weekend because why not? Yeah, I guess the only bottle I really get is the uh, the Kona, the Island IPA. You drink Hawaii's, the Kona? Hawaii's favorite beer that's made in New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm not sure that's accurate. That is their favorite. I mean, do you think that Hawaii has more favorite beers that are brewed in New Hampshire? It was very specific. Oh, that were brewed in New Hampshire. Uh, maybe. Um, I also would buy steam whistle bottles, I think, but that's about it. Steam whistle sent me a six pack uh, a few weeks ago and I was like, damn, I kind of like drinking right out of the bottle. It's more nostalgic. It's not around anymore. Um, I will say, I think I mentioned on the show that I had a keg of steam whistle tapped prior to the party that we had and goddamn steam whistle fresh from a keg is fantastic. Pretty good. Uh, I like the bottle. I get the green bottles iconic. I apologize to Steam Whistle employees that are listening, but the green bottle is not doing that beer any favors. Because in my head and in the head of a lot of people, Steam Whistle is vaguely skunky. It is not at all. When you drink one from your fresh, freshly cleaned kegerator, it's fucking fantastic. Are you familiar with the science behind beer bottle coloring? Yeah, I know it's dark, if that's what you mean. Why? To keep sun out of it. The darkness attracts sun. <laughs> Tinted glass keeps sun out of thing on the other side of glass. You're right. but <laughs> Fucking it, Bill Nye over here. Well, it does go. It goes the brown bottle. We'll keep it freshest, then the green, and then clear bottles. So yeah. I know. wonder my, why a green bottle would, would uh, create and My Miller High Life isn't skunky. I, I have not had many. Anyway, maybe the there's something about the, the uh, production or the the shipping of steam whistle maybe they put it in the sun for a minute the glass is too thick and vibrant this glass is very thick that is actually steam whistle is a very environmentally conscious and they make their glass thicker intentionally so they can reuse their green bottles more often than the brown who doesn't like a nice thick glass love a good thick glass like barnstormer betty over here two seeds in that thick glass what else is going on you got uh uh oh i gotta mention my boys at flying monkeys my boys and gals fucking flying monkeys gotta love it did that's you not your that's not your photo right someone sent that to you correct i am now at a point where i've shit on flying monkeys so much that when they fuck up other people send me like i don't even i don't even seek it anymore people are like you gotta check this out and then i'm like can i post this on social media like fuck yeah that's like why i get the stuff and I'm not really dunking on them because I dislike them, but I'm like, I mean, they just keep serving up these fucking quality assurance issues. I'm like, come on. If, if you're unfamiliar, you don't follow beer and bullshit on Instagram. Flying Monkeys, uh, a fan of the show, sent me a, a can that was purchased from their on-site retail shop that was three years old. It's a, it's a Hoptical Illusion Pale Ale, and it's from November 2020. That's just... In what world? Where is that can coming from? How are there still? How could that be? How are there three-year-old cans still kicking around your brewery? What is your system of making sure things are fresh when that's even possible? And someone like find one that rolled under a radiator and just threw it on the shelf? Like what the fuck? How does that happen? They're a fairly popular brewery, and there's what? There's three. Well, there's more than that in Barry, but they were arguably 
an, a very innovative brewery in Ontario at a time when craft beer was new. Like Smash Bomb was a thing. Like, oh, fuck, look at this can and Smash Bomb is a cool name and the LCBO doesn't want to have them in there. Like they they did some like, you know, boundary pushing and barrier breaking early on. And so they, they have their hardcore fans. And every time I mention them on social media, there's at least a few people who are upset that I'm dunking on them. But like clearly something is off with their quality assurance that they're they think it's okay to release a year old pumpkin ale well the lab says it's okay and now a three-year-old pale ale maybe it's one can maybe i'm wrong maybe literally someone found a can and threw it up without checking maybe somebody took that picture three years ago and uh, wants to send it to you for no extra spice person uh, works in the industry date stamp doesn't have a date stamped photograph was it date stamped uh no there was a newspaper in the background that mentioned uh the Obama administration. No, I'm just kidding. Was there really a newspaper in the background? No. That is an old photo. But this beer, I was thinking about this. This beer was brewed uh, before Britney was free. Did you ever think about think about that? Britney was still under legal. What do you call that? Incarceration. Whatever. <laughs> that what you call it? She was on a under a Conservat- conservatorship. 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 Conser- conservatorship. Her daddy owned her shit. It's a conservatorship. Okay, so that's how old this beer is. This beer, Mr. Spears, in the conservatorship. Donald Trump was still president when this beer was made. It's like a little time capsule. I'm gonna keep going. This beer predates COVID vaccines. What? vaccines i forgot we did those (laughs) well the sheep did (laughs) look at them now i'd like to go back to this can you know maybe that's what it is maybe it's a throwback for the roganites and the anti-vaxxers who are like let's drink a beer from when times were simple when we weren't all getting needles in our arms yeah that's your thing ivermectin kept it if that's your thing flying monkeys is for you they've got beer that predates uh our sheepy vaccine uh fauci obeying ways you know i was in toboggan um for a welcome uh welcome lunch for a new employee last week and i said what do you have on tap and the server listed only toboggan beers i'm like i know that you have other beers on tap and when i got up to pay the bill i saw like 20 that she hadn't listed but she's like we have we have flying monkeys i'm like which flying monkeys she's like the hoppy one Refuse to say juicy ass. And, uh, well, they're all happy, really. Well, <laughs> I ordered it. I didn't call it a juicy ass. I'm like, I will have the flying monkeys. And I don't mind that beer at all. Um, What's that noise? Oh, my God. True lies interlude. Batteries. 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 I think there's one in the truck. Go catch it, you idiot. The Crimson Jihad is now a nuclear power. That movie is kind of a once <laughs> one week we will rain fire down upon one American city. Batarazis. I just watched that movie the other night. Do it slow. Do it dulcimo. Can we just have a random interjection here where we talk about true lies? For sure we can. Okay. Uh, here's the thing I think about. How did he know his wife was going to be too fast? When she started sexy dancing, he had the guy pre-record like, no, 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 do it slow, do it doucement. Also, what is doucement? Doucement, slowly. Doucement? Doucement. Is that French for slowly? Just slowly, mon, li. Doucement. <laughs> okay, okay. 
That finally makes sense. Who me. wants this mail, Ellie? Who writes this, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, but also, like, how did he know Jamie Lee Curtis was going to come in hot and do it too fast? No, and it wasn't her dancing. Now take off your dress. And uh, she takes her dress off too quickly because he's seen her take a dress yeah, off yeah, before. Yeah, okay. She's just peeling off. No, no, gear. no. Do it. Do uh, them okay. all. That makes sense. But then he, uh, but he yeah, then use your hands on your body like your lover's hands. <laughs> Let your hands be your lover's hands. <laughs> Should we just keep this in the middle of the episode? Probably. It makes sense. Okay. For uh, those of you who are still listening, thank you. Uh, the battery on my laptop died and I went to get the charger and we've, we've pivoted to uh, it's a true lives podcast now. Great movie. Uh, great movie for like, I think Bill Paxton and Tom Arnold's probably their both of their best. Nah, Bill, Bill Paxton's done a lot of good shit. So but, is Tom Arnold. Yeah. But just kidding. peak, peak Tom Arnold for sure. It's and, definitely peak Paxton from a comedic standpoint. Fuck. Yeah. And I got a little dick. It's pathetic. <laughs> what a spy piss himself. <laughs> so I, we got on this uh, in my place that like I had been, I'm trying to find movies from the nineties that I think my kids would like. We watched Jurassic Park and it went, went decently. And I've been saying we should watch true lies. Jurassic Park's visual effects are still fucking. They're banging. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but we, we watched uh, Arnold's uh, return. Boobar. Have you watched that? No. Oh, the the TV show. Yeah. Uh, bits and pieces. It was good. It was very True Lies in short format. Right. It was a little cheesy at times, for sure, but kind of funny spy stuff. And then I'm telling my son who's into it, we should watch True Lies. So we yeah. watched True Lies. Did that hold up for kids? True Lies? Yeah. Uh, it held up for me, and I've seen it like a dozen times. It's so good. I saw it in the theater with my cousin Scott. Oh, you saw it in the theater with me, asshole. And my cousin Scott. Did we go to that together? Not with Scott. Really? Anyway. You and I went to that. Yeah. yeah, it was hot. Jamie Lee Curtis opened my mind. Yes, when my well, watching it with my wife, did you think that Tia Carrera was hot? I'm like, so this movie really holds up pretty well. <laughs> of course, we thought Tia Carrera was hot. Wasn't she also the babe in Wayne's room? She was. Yeah, Tia Carrera was objectively hot. Yeah, and that is aged better than me thinking that Eliza Dushko was hot as a 13-year-old. That has to be left from when I was 13 when we watched the movie. Who's Eliza Dushko? Oh, that's the daughter from True Lies? Yeah. <laughs> the one who steals the wallet? Yeah. Well, she's a... What, did he call, what does he call her? Doesn't he, like, catch her with the sunglasses? That's where he learns about the sunglasses that he can hide the camera with the pack of smokes, right? Yeah, it's the new She's pack. lifting your wallet Something like that, right? Dana, she's taking your wallet right now. I'm like, Dana, come back here. Bye, Dad. Dana, Dana, what the fuck? Um, okay, should we talk about beer again? Be a drunk fuck. Yes, you drunk fuck. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna create like a chime to be like true lies interlude, and that could be a regular thing we do. Well, okay. Oh, I think God. we covered most of it, but oh, we got so much more. The horse riding, we could. T- I mean, I could talk about that movie all day. Oh, I was going to say I had an interaction with a colleague at work um, this week, and and I haven't talked to him in a while, and he he's in different days in the office, pandemic, blah blah blah. But I had a conference call with him this week, and uh, I do what I usually do on these calls. I'm took your pants off. No, I'm like sixty percent serious business, and then forty percent looking for spots where I can interrupt people to try to get a cheap laugh or something just to try to keep the mood light. That seems like your entire vibe for the, your whole life. Pretty much. Except yeah. it's usually 60, 40, 
the other way. Yeah. Okay. Outside of work, it's sixty percent. Look for the cheap laugh. Forty percent. Stay focused. That's not even accurate. It's probably like eighty percent. Look yeah. for the cheap laugh with dad jokes and whatnot. Anyway, um, yeah. And then I happened to see him in the office, and he said, "You know, you should. Uh, you know, you've got to like your voice reminds you of someone. Um, what's the guy's name? He's like, you should, but you should be like." You should have like a podcast or something. Your voice. Did you tell him? You let the world. I'm like, I let the worlds collide. I am on a podcast. (laughs) He's like, really? He's like, where do I watch it? What? (laughs) He's like, well, I watch podcasts. I mean, most people don't even listen to podcasts in audio form. They watch them on YouTube and stuff. I'm like, yes, but this is the thing. We've had a lot of requests for for this podcast to be on YouTube. Really? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people watch it on the desktop for some reason or listen to it on desktop which you can do on our website beerandbullshit.ca all the episodes are there so if desktop is your thing uh go there because i'm not gonna make youtube videos i don't have time for that shit but do you what am i mr beast <laughs> mr beast makes a lot of money <laughs> no shit um but guess guess what celebrity sound like he had for me mm, um uh... It's obviously out of left field that you wouldn't be posing the question like this. No, I don't know about that, but who do you sound like? I would say Kevin Freer's one was was out of left field. Do you ever listen to this obscure MC that has the widest vocabulary? Yeah. A rapper whose name sounds like another rapper. Uh can you narrow it down? Like, I mean, I don't know who you sound like. He uh look like you should be the third brother of Oasis. I think that's fair. I don't know. Maybe now, now that they've all been drugged out for yeah. 25 years. And but you've started trimming your unibrow, so maybe you wouldn't fit in the way you used so to. So as Noel. Yeah. Um well, I will narrow it to be a comedic actor that uh you know started with a bit role on a very popular sitcom that and he's parlayed that into multiple roles okay. for the last kind of twenty-five years. For twenty-five years. Okay, yep. so very Older, older pod, older sitcom, and a prolific movie career since. Oh, I didn't say prolific movie career. Oh, just parlayed into many roles. Since. Okay, okay. Um, Ted Danson. Good guess. Good guess. That's not correct. But you're you're supposed to use my voice as a hint. <laughs> I don't know how how much I sound like Ted Danson. You don't sound like Ted Danson. Uh, Diane. Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> what do you i got nothing uh patrick warburton <laughs> who the fuck is that you know what patrick warburton is no i'll come back later we'll make out oh putty oh yeah okay i could see i mean putty. i guess i could see it i'm like uh he's like does anyone say your voice sounds like like people tell me sometimes that my voice needs more intonation and it's just all at one level i don't see it actually putty's pretty distinct and he's way more like like he's he's down here and you kind of do like a like your intonation goes up a little and he's more just like staying at base level he does a lot of voice work he pops up in a lot of kid shit yeah no he's uh he has an amusing voice and he's leaned into that as part of his career yeah he's great if you're just joining us this is the uh showbiz corner we're talking (laughs) true lies and david putty's career since he left seinfeld this is where we analyze our voices um Ben was uh, saying he sounds particularly nasally, like a 22-year-old Justin Bieber. I don't like the sound of my own voice, but I think that's accurate of most people. Uh, when this podcast first started, I got more than one comment where people said, you do not at all sound like I thought you would. 
I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Do people, it didn't sound good. Were it people did, just it wasn't seeing you in good. like swimsuit photos and expecting it? I don't know. I've been pretty prolifically on the interwebs, uh, you know. You're not supposed to call yourself prolific. I'm just saying I post a lot of shit. and It wasn't a compliment. I'm constantly on the internet. Yeah, you've diarrhea all over the internet. Yeah, we get it's it. not good. But people were like, this voice doesn't match this face. I don't know. Did they explain? It, they said, you sound like a piece of shit, but you look like a hunk of fuck. No, I don't know. I mean, that's accurate, by the way. Uh, I got nothing. I wonder what they were expecting. I don't know. What, Something what I... squeakier. Hi, everyone. It's me, Ben. Let's talk about beer. Um, let's pivot to beer news, which uh, you weren't on the show last week, but I've decided it's a thing we're going to do. I, you, I heard the show last week. I know you and did. you said, we're going to talk about beer news. I guess that's a thing that we do. We've talked about beer news um, at least 20 episodes. Well, we don't do like beer headlines, do we? I guess we do. We have many times before. Okay. Well, I'm going to get into this. Uh, this is the most, I would say, most exciting beer-related uh, beer related news we've got right now for Canadians. <clears throat> Canada's Corey Belmore. Uh, and Jim Finlayson. Finlayson? How would you say that name? Finlayson. Finlayson. They take the wins at the Beer Mile World Classic. Go Canada. We are very good at running and drinking beer simultaneously. So this guy's from Tecumseh, Ontario. He is the current world record holder for the Beer Mile. And he came within two seconds of his own world record this year. Uh, and he did so with only one shoe on. Um, how many beers did he have before the race? I would not realize he was wearing only one shoe. No, it fell off mid race and he just kept going. That makes more sense. <laughs> uh, but for those unfamiliar, uh, I'm going to try to figure out. Okay. So the beer mile is, uh, he was on pace for his own world record. He did the first lap, uh, which is 400 meters. He did 400 meters and chugged a beer in 60 seconds. That's pretty fucking impressive. So, that's oh, a beer interesting. mile. The beer mile. No, that's yes. That's a beer lap. Yes, he did. I'm, I'm, this isn't done. Right, he, did his, he did. <laughs> he did his first lap, 400, 400 meters, and chugged a beer in sixty seconds. That's impressive. It's very impressive. I would probably have trouble doing either of those things in sixty seconds. Well, my daughter could certainly beat you in the race, and I could beat you with the beer. You know what? If we throw a beer into this mix, I'll fucking destroy your daughter. She'll kill you. Anyway. <laughs> Like uh, and then through 800 meters, which of course is two beers and two laps, uh, he he did that in two minutes and six seconds. Good, that's, that's a good time. That, that's fucking amazing. Uh, despite wearing only one shoe, he just missed his world record by two seconds, finishing in four minutes and 30 seconds. But he dusted the second place guy by 22 seconds. So do they? They don't stop to drink the beer. Obviously, no, there's no way that going. time could be going. But do do they get handed a beer like a marathon runner, and then they just well, guzzle it? This will so be bo- back to you know what? We can watch the video. This will be boring for our this listeners. will be riveting listening, especially if there's an ad. Questions are asked about the limits of humanity, and Corey Bellamore from Canada plans to answer. <laughs> this is a the 22 call. minute will video. We're not fucking watching this. Uh, we'll Google Questions that later. <laughs> have been asked about the limits of humanity. What a lead-in for the <laughs> when beer you mile. watch YouTube, you definitely want super, super high-level introductory statement and a 22-minute video about a four-minute beer mile. Um, we also this is definitely worth a shout out. But the the guy who has the record for the uh, what is it? The over fifty. Um, he continues to set Matt. Where was the guy? So Finlayson, we mentioned him. We both pronounce his name differently. He is 
Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Finn Lason. Where is it? Where is it? I'm scrolling on that. So he is uh, a god amongst people from the ages of 45 to 49 a couple years ago. And now he is, he's like Oscar De La Hoya winning the gold, winning the belt in 11 different weight classes. Yeah, he's the Oscar De La Hoya of. But uh, of age the, instead of weight. Of the beer mile. Wow, shit. Where's Finlayson? Finlayson. 50 plus. He has the 50 plus world record for five minutes and 44 seconds. Like, would dust most people our age. Not that we're that far off from 50, unfortunately, but that's pretty good too. He's also like the world record marathoner for his age group too. So he's a hardcore runner. He's not just about the beer. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Canada's kicking ass at drinking beer and running at the same time. Do we know what beer they were drinking? That's a great question. Three-year-old flying monkeys. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's chewing when he does that second one. I think it's a sparkle. He chunk. threw up on his shoe, kicked the shoe <laughs> off, finished the race. It's that flying monkeys beer that has visible chunks because he had to finish it with a spoon, which would slow him down slightly. So that's pretty cool. Canada kicks ass at drinking beer and running at the same time. That was our that was our beer news segment. Unless you have other beer news, and this has been beer news. This has been beer news. Do you have a Pell's Corner? Are we gonna? Uh, I do have a Pell's Corner for you, actually. Okay, let's do it. Then wrap this thing up. Nobody wants to. Well, we can go back to True Lies for a good forty-eight minutes. Do you think? I think we could do two hours and twenty-one minutes, which is a surprising length of the movie. Do you think we could talk about True Lies longer than the movie True Lies? Probably. I agree. Let's do it. We did like one ninety-second scene. I'm a cop, you idiot. Ballsy, stupid, but ballsy. Great line. I'm going to walk right out the front door. <laughs> Here's my invitation. <laughs> I got a little terrible. Christopher Walken at it's the end terrible. there. I haven't done a lot of Arnold in a long time. <laughs> okay, what's your Pell's Corner? Uh, Pell's Corner. Uh, for whatever reason. I was thinking of this old Steve Martin bit that shows up on the Saturday Night Live uh-huh. Christmas special. I'm with you. He sits down in his Christmas sweater and he says, if I had one wish. I know this bit. I know Christmas this season. very well, yes. So rather than uh, say the more obvious Aladdin reference. Does uh, he ask for a 30-day orgasm or something? He's like, have all the children in the world to join together and hold hands and sing in peace yeah. and harmony. And if I had two wishes, yeah. and then the children, million, million dollars wider <laughs> to me yeah. in a Swiss bank account. That's great. Okay. Um, and if I had three wishes, <laughs> Google it. one Just, month of the year, the folks can Google it. I'd have a non-stop 31-day orgasm. <laughs> um, anyway, my my Pell's Corner for tonight is if you had... What is your longest orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> no. That sting's not on as I guess. That'll be next seconds, week. Huh? What, um, if you had three wishes, what would they be? <laughs> really? That's your question? You're giving me the Aladdin? Is that what this is? Can I wish for more wishes? Oh, grow up. Grow the <laughs> If I had up. three wishes, what would they be? This is the best you can do? Jesus Christ, Chris. You told me to bring my A game. I can't wait for your co-host next week. He's going to really bring it. God, I revealed it's a man, so that'll narrow it down. Yeah, in the beer industry, that's really going to narrow it down. There's only a handful of men in this thing. Oh, damn it. Uh, My three wishes uh, to meet Barnstormer Betty, number one. 
<laughs> you're not gonna take this seriously i'm gonna leave ben <laughs> uh i don't know like well i would i get an ultra serious and be like health for my family like how, how... Fuck, that's so fucking lame <laughs> well, what do you want me to say God, what a waste of a wish um i wish for uh world peace um i don't know this is a tough question like this is like if you had a million dollars or whatever i go if you had a million dollars, you could millions not much. You could uh, afford your mortgage for a few <laughs> yeah, more years, and then you'd house, be good. Yeah. Um. This is a weird pal's corner. If I could have three wishes, no, there's no limitations. You're not making. It was intended for for a guest for me to pose this question. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess I would choose. Uh, uh, I don't like this question at all. Jeez. I, 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 Somebody I'm, doesn't like wishes. Well, I, I get, when this shit comes like this, I try to get way too logical and serious, and I'd be like, I would end like the way we're destroying the climate, so that my sons have a, a world to live in in <laughs> fifty years. God, how long do the candles burn on your birthday cake every year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally, like if you're really taking a logical view, one is for the the good of humanity, right. one is for your own personal carnal desires. You know what? The Steve Martin sketch holds up. You do want to be altruistic, but then you're like, yeah, but also like, what am I getting out of this? You thing? know what? Let's scrap the kid thing. I mean, the logistics of that would be just impossible. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Great pulse corner. Thanks, man. You really brought it. All right. Well, if you know, my first wish would be that Pell's corner could be broadcast in every language <laughs> in the world. I meant to say beer and bullshit. It's the, the whole focal point of the <laughs> no, show isn't just, Pell's Corner, but Pell's Corner, no. that Pell's Corner would be its own podcast, and it's it would be recorded. The analytics we've 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 dug into the uh, analytics, and Japan loves Pell's Corner. We get a lot of uptake and a lot of traffic, but only during the time of Pell's Corner. It would be recorded in a corner, and I would sort of back people into that corner and make them uncomfortable. And be really honest when they uh, when they. Oh, speak. so they're standing with their back to the corner. It's literally they are in Pell's corner. Yeah, but they can't escape the corner. I like it. That's you know, people get scared. You get you get real. That's candid. when things get real. You get real candid shit from people. Shove someone into a corner if you want to know what's up with them. And that's my wish: trapping people in a corner for the whole wow. world to hear. Uh, apologies to our listeners. So this thing came off the rails at the end. Uh, but also. World peace. No <laughs> name answer. Should we leave Hold it there up. tonight? So uh, we got it. We got all the wishes. <laughs> Is there another post corner we could do? Would you rather have three wishes <laughs> or no wishes? Uh, and let me clarify: <laughs> the three wishes would be known to to everyone in the entire world would know that you have three wishes, right. and they will be judging you. It will not just be me, one of your oldest friends, right. listening to you not be able to come up with a single fucking wish. There will be the whole world, whole world knows you have. Yeah, I can handle this no pressure. Way. See, this that makes sense. It, actually, it helps me hone my answer. So I would say, if I had three wishes, and the entire Earth knows what they were, it would be um, cure world hunger, uh, solve climate change, and then I would wish for unlimited wealth for my family because fuck you i think everyone would agree yeah i get it he, he did. did it with the first two he did the two best things you could possibly do let's let him have one i'm just yeah, like that's not bad world hunger fix climate change and then 
unlimited wealth. You just love to broadcast your unlimited wealth to the whole world. No, but if they need to know, I don't care. I'm fucking unlimitedly wealthy. Do you know how many lottery winners have wound up taking their own lives because of the pressure of their friends and family knowing they have all that wealth? Seven. You walked right into my trap. <laughs> Backed right into that corner. Guess what 100% of lottery winners do? Win money? Gain weight. Huh. I'd believe that. Yeah. I can't, that's not accurate. 100% seems aggressive. What if the lottery winner was already huge and they use their money to Even lose bigger. weight? Eventually they can put it all back and then some more. That's a false statistic. Google it. 1,000%. <laughs> of wish makers yes, I regret their wishes immediately <laughs> this has been our most random episode yet I, this will be the episode we finally get advertising we have to add like this episode brought to you by Lexus of London uh, I think that's a real advertiser on the uh, 98 one anyway, yeah, I service my car exclusively at Lexus of London Wonderful people. That yeah, Chris drives a Lexus. He wants you all to know, everybody. Big fucking deal. It's Chris 2008, has... folks. But Dale in the service department at Lexus of London shouts to Dale. Great, great guy. Let's end it with a shout out to the service guy at Lexus of London. His name's Dale. Good night, Dale. Good night, everybody else. Thanks again, Dale. Bye. one wish that I could wish this holiday season. It would be that all the children of the world to join hands and sing together in a spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me. Tax-free in a Swiss bank account. You know, if I had three wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first, of course, would be for all the children to get together and sing. The second would be for the $30 million every month to me. And the third would be for all-encompassing power over every living being and the entire universe. And if I had four wishes that I could make this holiday season. The first would be the crap about the kids. <laughs> Second would be for the 30 million. The third would be for all the power. And the fourth would be to set aside one month each year to have an extended 31-day orgasm. <laughs> to be brought about slowly by Roseanne Arquette and that model Paulina somebody, I can't think of her name. <laughs> Of course, my lovely wife can come too, and she's behind me 100% on this, I guarantee you. Wait a minute, maybe that sex thing should be the first wish. So if I made that the first wish, you know, because it could all go boom tomorrow, then what do you got, you know? No, no, the kids.
the kids singing would be great. That, that would be nice. But wait a minute, who am I kidding? I mean, they're not going to be able to get all those kids together. I mean, the logistics of the thing, it's impossible. More trouble than it's worth. So we reorganize. Here we go. First, the sex thing. We go with that. Second, the money. No, we go with the power second, then the money, and then the kids. Oh, wait. Oh, geez, I forgot about revenge against my enemies. OK, I need revenge against all my enemies. They should die like pigs in hell. That would be the fourth wish. And of course, my fifth wish would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. Thank you, everybody. And very